welcome to episode what is it 140 what a, a nice neat number 140 <laughs> and i have sammy sam dunsinger who is uh a recurring <laughs> i guess guest host <laughs> on my show welcome sam welcome. thank you dan you're welcome and i and i have you on as well as kenny butler who is muted right now because he has weird sound issues on his end if you can unmute yourself and we can all bask in your flickering glory (laughs) hello there do you hear that noise that's what you're gonna have to listen to (laughs) but kenny can't hear it so you're gonna have to wait till you hear the episode to understand what's going on kenny (laughs) okay so Kenyatta Butler is, and also Sam, they're Stutter Social hosts. And for those who don't know Stutter Social, it is a community-turned organization. Well, group video chats for for stutterers worldwide. I'm a co-founder. Um, Sam is the communications director and now host, official host. Yay! Uh, but since we've heard a lot from Sam in recent episodes, let's let Kenny <laughs> speak first. Kenny, you are a host. Tell us about yourself. Yes, I am. I'm. I'm the. I would say the rookie of of this Stutter Social host team. Um, okay, as you've already said, I am. Kenny Butler. Um, I live in Zephyr Hills, Florida, which is in the Tampa Bay area. Um, let's see, I'm 41 years old. Recently married, and I have a lovely American Pitbull Terrier puppy named Roxy. Um, I I really enjoy being a stutter social host uh, for several reasons. Um, one reason is that I get to connect with um, a lot of my fellow stutterers around the world, and um, I I love the fact that I get a fresh take on stuttering every single time that I host. And what days do you host? I host, I, I actually, <clears throat> I alternate days, I'm sorry, I alternate Wednesdays with uh, Krishna every other Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 8 p.m. Uh, Europe time London time (laughs) (laughs) and you've already said how you enjoy uh, hosting yes Um, and what got you into wanting to host in the first place okay well um, (laughs) for those that know me I love to talk and (laughs) I love to ask Questions. I'm a question guy, and um, I figured, what better combination for a host? <laughs> um, yeah, true. Also, true. yeah. Also, I I was just very intrigued by the stutter social format, and 
and I I knew very I I knew almost instantaneously that I wanted to, to, to be a, a a part of it. Ah, nice. So, uh, yeah. what goes on in your Stutter Social Hangouts? What do you usually talk about? I'm assuming it's the same as all Stutter Social Hangouts. Yeah, it, it, it's I I try to run mine the same as the rest of of the Hangouts. Um, the only way it, it differs is that um, I. I of course host the international hangout, so there are a lot of people with accents who speak different languages. So um, we s sometimes address that. In but, what way that you address the different? Um, I I have asked if they have uh, difficulty stuttering more in their own native uh -huh. language, or if they have more difficulty stuttering in English. Oh. Um, I've asked them what their their uh, native countries. Um, overall views on stuttering are so it, it, it are just things that slightly differ in the international hangout as opposed to the um, national one yeah how uh, what have you learned so far with regards to if you no know, what are the other attitudes towards stuttering in other countries and um, if you no, know, if people stutter more in English in one uh, um, language than the uh, than the other. Well, I've um, I have learned that quite a few people stutter more in their native language as opposed to stuttering in English. Mm, also learned, and I, and I find that this is actually quite disturbing, that the majority of other countries of, of, around the world don't have nearly the resources for stuttering as North America does. Wow. Yeah, we're very. So we're very lucky here, especially with the internet. Actually, everyone's lucky so. with the internet because that's a worldwide thing. Oh yeah, Sam, oh, yeah. what drew you to wanting to host? Well, I've been involved with Stutter Social for a while now, probably a year, I guess, since well, like since you guys first started it and I remember when we were initially randomly meeting once in a while on Skype first yeah. <laughs> that was an experience 
And um, when we switched over to Google Plus and well, um, it, it was just a really awesome idea, like using social media and group video chats to just connect people who stutter from like worldwide and I mean like I've found that people myself included really have their own reasons for participating in like a virtual support group like this um, for example like for me um being in Canada, we really have no chapters or support groups, so this is my replacement for that. For that, so it's just a really awesome idea, and I want to do what I can to be a part of it. <laughs> How have you been enjoying? Well, I, actually, um, you've only uh, you've only had the one um, full time, the one um, hangout that you were as full time host as of this recording. But you've guest or you've been backup host for a while, a uh, few times. So, how are you enjoying being being a host? Um, it's great. It's actually like. Initially, whenever I've, well, babysat for you or like Evan, um, initially I found it a little. Sorry, I. I use that word in a very humorous and like non-serious way. I hope so. So yeah, when I was hosting initially, I actually found it a little nerve-wracking, especially <laughs> having to like moderate a bit. Um, how come? I don't know. It's just I don't really, or I haven't really seen myself as a with a like as a kind of take charge kind of person. Oh, wow. but um, but I'm learning. Yeah, so this is a out of your comfort zone thing. A little bit, a little bit, but I mean, it's just again, it's just great to be a a, a part of that, and I mean, like um, what Kenny said, it's just like awesome helping other people who stutter and since like you know what they're going through and vice versa ah, what what days are your hangouts um every other thursday i um alternate 
hosting with David Resnick, the other co-founder of Stutter Social. So last Thursday, I hosted like my very first official hangout. Mm. And how did that go? It went well. Um, it was um, a full hangout, so nice. ten people. Um, and um, uh, I didn't really have great topics yeah. um, <laughs> to use, so I tried my best asking thought-provoking and somewhat controversial questions related Ooh. to stuttering. Ouch. <laughs> like, like, one question I asked was, like, um, which is obviously a very, like, individual question, <laughs> but um, I um, asked people whether they thought stuttering was a disability or not. Anybody who has not attended a stutter social hangout, just come on. If if you can, if you are listening to this podcast, please, um, if you don't feel comfortable, try to just take yourself out of your comfort zone and come on in. And we promise it will be an experience that you will never forget. I actually have something really short I'd like to add. Sure. Adding to what Kenny said about getting under your comfort zone. I remember when um, for like the first couple of hangouts that I've participated in, um, I felt really awkward, and I remember that I said very little, and now I'm hosting, so it's kind of funny, and it shows that, like, even if you feel uneasy, especially initially, participating um, I felt that that uneasiness goes away pretty much like immediately you know, right after your you like right after you're in the hangout and talking to such amazing people yeah we're a friendly bunch very positive, very supportive. That's what I like about um, you know, the direction that Stutter Social ended, ended up go, going. And speaking of Stutter Social, we recently had a special hangout on air that was streamed live on YouTube. Um, it was a Q&A with comedians who stutter. Jody Fuller and Nina G, former 
uh, or no, not a former, uh, previous guests of Stuttering is Cool. And we also had a special guest join us, uh, Jason Walter, who is also an aspiring comedian um, who was inspired by Jody's and Nina's uh, show that they put on at the NSA conference in 2011. You might remember that I included snippets of their show, and they had a show this year too at this year's conference. Anywho, I will have the video of the Hangout um, in the show notes. Look for episode 140. And for now, here is a, about a three-minute clip uh, from, the hangout, uh, from the Hangout. Then I'd like to, to um, uh, ask a follow-up question to Jody and Anita and uh, also Jason, if you have any advice on how to save yourself when you're trying to, trying to tell a punchline but your speech is impeding you. I mean, I, it's it's always an issue, and I think there is, it's almost like, I don't know, I kind of feel that punchlines are like our names, that there's no way of getting around them, so we are going to stutter on them more, um, and, um, and that's where just practicing a lot, and I do a lot of open mics, that um, I get to know the material a lot more, so like the pressure isn't there as much to get, get it out. Um, but then also I think I probably use different kinds of speech techniques, whether it is different, I don't know, like different intonation and that kind of thing mm -hmm. at, at times, but, but, but not all the time. And also, if I stutter, I try to, to work it in. Like if I'm talking in someone else's voice and they are fluent, I'll say something like, yeah, but they didn't stutter when they said that. And that kind of saves the joke. Yeah, I, uh, I I don't get caught up too much uh, on the punchline or you know in, in in a high point of the joke or the story. But when I when I do, I just kind of I play it I play it in. I'll be like, "Hey, dumb! I wrote this joke. It, you you would have you would have thought I would have seen that coming. You know, something like 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 that. You know, so I just kind of." work it in and I usually uh, I give it another try and it'll usually come 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 out okay just work it in you know mm. I have no and idea what that noise is <laughs> <laughs> no sorry Jason Jason go ahead um, I've had an interesting experience where once I stuttered for maybe a few seconds before a punchline and I wasn't doing it intentionally but I got a much bigger laugh because I stuttered right before the punchline and it built up this tension. And so now I kind of pseudo-stutter <laughs> every now and then on, the, on, the, on this one word because it, it really, it just, it, it's, a, it's a bigger laugh. And I, I used to have the same fear, like what happens if I stutter on the punchline. And sometimes it, it messes the joke up, but you might find if when you guys are telling jokes that it might just make for a bigger laugh because people are just it builds the tension and the anticipation. Yeah, it's uh, it's Jason. I've had something like that happen before. Where talking about a a, a a conversation I was having with like with like Santa Claus, and and I wasn't, you know, I was quoting him, but then I started stuttering out and said, "Well, you know." He stuttered too, you know. 
that's what you do. You know, just kind of, kind of work it in. You know, any, 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 any way you can there. I think that's actually on the, on the clip that was advertising this. I think. <laughs> but that happened accidentally the first time. Then I, hey, that's kind of that worked pretty pretty well there. You know. <laughs> Mel Blanc is the famous voice behind Parky Pig, and on a previous episode, I had played uh, another stuttering character that he had um, on his radio show. He had a radio show for about one or two years back in the 1940s. Well, I recently discovered that he had a third stuttering character during the 1940s, during uh, World War II, where um, he played a GI who stuttered. So. I'm just going to play a clip, um, which, you know, I find funny, you know, within the stuttering community. Just be warned, uh, for those of you, you know, you may not find this funny. Um, one thing I learned is some people in the stuttering commu commu community, some stutterers, they, you know, they're perfectly, perfectly fine with stuttering jokes. And others, you know, may not be. So apologies in advance. If this offends you, I mean no offense. It's just great to laugh at ourselves once in a while. Music and seems to say... What is your name anyway? From that introduction, you could only be... Oh, Private Sad Sack. Tell me, did you always talk like that? Uh, well, uh, when I was a kid, I, I, I had an awful, uh, I used to stutter, stutter, you you could hardly understand, no one could tell uh, what I was talking to the beat, uh, talking to the beat, talking to the beat, I haven't changed much, have I? And what, may I ask, brings you to this secluded corner of the Fourth Estate? I will it, huh? I said, why do you come dashing into a newspaper office? Oh, I, I'm terribly interested in the editor. You see, I, I like the intellectual. I've got a literate. literate. I want to improve my... I want to improve my... Where's the washroom? in, Sack, as an editor, I'm interested in all human beings, even when there's a doubt. <laughs> Tell me something about your life. Where were you born? Um, I, I was born in Philadelphia, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, in Newark, New Jersey. Where? I just told you, in North New Jersey, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I noticed, Zach, that you're now in the medical corps. How did that happen? Oh, well, I'm, I know all about hospital. Here today. hospital here today. See, I'm, I'm, I've studied in medicine. medicine. I'm, I'm a big doctor. I carry pans. LAUGHTER 
but he had lips. Come now, you must have had some sort of medical background when you went to school. Did you have uh, pharmaceutical therapeutics? Uh, yeah, but, uh, but I used to uh, throw them on the floor and, and step on them. You misunderstand me. What I meant is you must have some knowledge of physiology and anatomy. Oh, oh, oh sure. I uh, studied anatomy at, at night for three years. Why did you stop? Uh, the, 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 the policeman chased me away from uh, Earl Carroll's. Zach, I can see that you need some good fatherly advice. There's no future in being a playboy and philandering your time away. There isn't? No, no, no. Don't you know that if you hang around those nightclubs, it will impair your health and ruin your nervous system? Nothing in that kind of life but false joy that will end in abject misery. Now, you're not going back to Earl Carroll's again tonight, are you? Oh, and me, no. You, you mean that? <laughs> you mean that? Yeah, oh, 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 sure. Yeah, the, the policeman's still there. <laughs> Yes, I am outside in my backyard, as you could tell from the background noise. <laughs> but hey, I got some feed, some feedback. Hi, my name's Brian. I'm from Scotland. Just thought I'd send you a voice message to say I really do like your podcast website. I've stuttered all my life, from around the age of seven. I'm now 45 years old. I guess I'm a lot less bothered by stuttering than I was in my younger days. I've just recently searched for information on stuttering on the internet, and I've been very surprised by how much information there is. Hey, I should have googled the word stutter a long time ago. It's really a good thing you're doing, because when I was young and stuttered, I really thought I was the only person in the world who stuttered. I'm sure your website is contributing massively to making people who stutter realize that they are not alone, especially through listening to your podcasts and interviews. From about the age of 9 or 10, I had an NHS speech therapist at school for about a year, and the other time was later again in my school years when I was at secondary school, maybe... 15 or 16, I had another NHS speech therapist. Unfortunately, the help provided did not help me in real life speaking situations. In fact, when I was younger and at primary school, uh, I kind of resented being taken out of the classroom. It kind of reinforced in my mind that there was something wrong with me. I was unique and different from everyone else. Luckily, I did manage to get a job after college at 19. Really, the interviewer must have took pity on me because I couldn't string two words together during that interview. Um, I think I remember him saying that I really like the way you've presented your application form. Well, he certainly couldn't say that about my speaking. <laughs> 
Unfortunately, the company closed down about five years later, and I was made redundant. So I had the prospect of trying to find another job, and of course, you would have to do an interview. This kind of frightened me. So uh, I went to my doctor to discuss my stuttering, and basically hoping to see if I could get some medication uh, to cope with my anxiety and fear of speaking for a job interview. I think if I remember right, she gave me some low-strength Valium, but uh, that really didn't help either. But what she did do was to refer me to a private, uh, fee-paying, one-week residential stammering-cured course. So I booked a place. That was way back in 1991. Having heard your opinion on the word cured on other podcast conversations. I'm sure I'll be able to hear you laugh when you listen to this. You're right, from my personal experience, I didn't get a lifetime cure for my stutter. Um, However, I still reckon to this day it was the best money I have ever spent in my life in paying for the course. The reason being, on the course I was cured. At the time, I genuinely believed this, um, because it was proven to me that I could speak fluently in a real-life talking situation. For example, ordering a drink at the bar, or ordering a meal, speaking to a shop assistant. All these real-life talking situations were incorporated into the course. An aspect of NHS speech therapy that really was never addressed in all the years that I attended. When I look at the course website now, other attendees, other people that have attended the course write testimonials stating that they've been cured. I believe. (laughs) There was of course uh, another factor that took place on the course for me that at the time maybe I wasn't fully conscious of. And that was a high motivational factor. I was placed on a mental high when it was proved to me that I could speak fluently, whereas before I thought this was impossible. The trouble is, it's very difficult to maintain a status of a mental high. We all get excited about various aspects of our life when we achieve something and we get into the status of a mental high. But as I say, I I think most people would agree that you can't maintain this. I've looked on the instructor's website now, and I know he no longer uses the word cure, instead preferring words like high success. Maybe the word cure was a problem for me at the time when I took the course, because afterwards I couldn't maintain this permanent mental high status. After the course I had setbacks, and no matter how hard I tried with the daily voice exercises, the setbacks in real life talking hurt me more because I thought I was losing the cure. Later, I gave up voice exercises, just sick of thinking about stuttering, and chose to get on with my life and try to cope. In saying this, my speech was still, despite failings here and there, or or bad speaking moments, it was overall much better than it was prior to taking the course. 
I found a lot of times having really good fluency, which improved over the years. But in all honesty, the stutter can still happen if I don't concentrate well enough. As I'm currently unemployed again, my big problem now is having fewer opportunities to speak and I'm hoping I could make some new friends who stutter on Skype through the stuttering forums I've found. I hope you've enjoyed listening to my little story. I'm sure you've had many similar experiences. Your website asks for speaking MP3 and I like this idea. It's given me an opportunity to practice my voice. Just to let you know, I haven't said all of this off the top of my head. I've written a script which I'm reading from my computer screen. I've not tried to follow word for word that I've written, really just to try and use as a guidance. It's not what I would consider a real world speaking experience. I'm saying this because I feel I've achieved a good level of fluency here. When I was young, and stuttered badly, my parents would ask, why is it that you never stutter when speaking to the dog? Yep, that was right. I spoke fluently to the dog at all times. <laughs> why, oh why, could it not have been all the time? Danny, I'd like to thank you again for your sight and all the good work you're doing for people who stutter all around the world. I'd like to say goodbye for now. This is Brian from Scotland. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your story and your kind words about my podcast, Brian. Yeah, the misuse of the word cure. That does uh, happen (laughs) every so often I come across, you know, someone who says that they cured themselves, but really all they're doing is they're just really good at using speech tools. So I always bite my tongue (laughs) every time I hear that, you know, but good for you for knowing the difference. And as for speaking fluently to the pet, yeah, that's that's one of those weird things, eh? I've heard a lot of people uh, say that uh, they don't stutter when they speak to their pets. Not sure why. I guess you can't really communicate with a pet with words. I guess. Maybe. Aside from sit, stay. Whatever. If anybody knows why, hey, send in feedback. You know, you know what the drill. Um, Click on the send feedback, no, send voicemail button on the website at stutteringiscool.com and you can use your computer mic to record and it'll email it straight to me and I'll play on my next episode. Or you could do what Brian did, record a sound file, an mp3 is fine, and email it to at uh, coolstutter at gmail.com. So, well, until then, may your stuttering be confident. Ciao!